0: My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different. <laughs> my brain's splitting off in so many different directions that no one has the answers to. My dad was a
1: shrink. Certain things upset me. My dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And My dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. What's the furthest star? And then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star? And then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star? And then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jerry McGreer.
0: And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this
1: is Days of Future Cast, the podcast that is currently going through the ecstatics run of comic books released by Marvel. Mm-hmm. We're uh, in the middle of a two issue run called The Cure. You want to catch us up with what's been going on?
0: Yeah. Um, Robert Smith got his band together and recorded a demo okay in a mall kiosk mm-hmm. just, uh, i should, I don't know demo anything demo about versions. the
1: cure, so like keep keep going i'm i''m learning new facts right now
0: <laughs> um he's also famously monogamous okay and now that's all the things I know about the cure um he sings about monogamy
1: how, how oh, okay, I was about to say how can he be famously monogamous like i don't I don't really <laughs> think <laughs> uh,
0: he well, he just brings up his wife a lot he's kinda he's kind one of the original, he's a goth wife guys <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> 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 I never really thought about that, but it's like he sings about it and talks about it in a pre-internet age. Interesting, uh, quite a bit, and obviously
1: not in like an um, obnoxious way, like Chance the Rapper did on that one album where he went complete wife guy and was like, "Oh, well, this album sucks." Like,
0: I I have not heard that uh, Chance the Rapper
1: album oh i mean you get it's it's i mean if you want to if you want an album about chance loving his wife a whole lot <laughs> that's that's the way well, i was
0: wondering how much he loved her i guess there's one way to find out the answer to that <laughs> he's waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat like ah, chance the rapper how do you feel about his wife how's his matrimony doing is, is it okay um, is everything good <laughs> In uh, in real life, uh, we're dealing with uh, Vivisector, the least popular ecstatics, mm-hmm. uh, admitted, um, has recently taken a what he thinks is a cure for his mutant powers, but it was actually a plot by Dr. Uh, Finley to uh, steal his powers. Yep. And he's consequently lost everything. He lost his boyfriend. He lost his ecstatics membership. This is all in a bid to impress his father Uh, because he's got big time daddy issues Mm -hmm.
1: and uh this cover is a wolfed out uh finley who's looking a little bit more wolfed out than miles usually does um his claws are a lot bigger uh he's got very detailed feet for some reason with some real pointy toenails which seems kind of gross
0: i think this is vivisector because finley doesn't have the glasses oh i think this is just vivisector versus human vivisector
1: oh okay well i um
0: Okay. It's, it's kind of hard to tell because the artist is not uh the cover artist is Mike Allred but the interior artist is uh Dragota. Yeah. His name is uh I think his name is also Mike, Mike Dragota. Um so the art does not look the same.
1: Yeah. It's going to look a little bit different um and we're gonna start out with dr finley who is um now that he's administered himself the mutant ability to turn into a wolf like of all of the guys too by the way like mm-hmm. if you could steal any one and this is very much like the if, what mutant powers you get but like of all of the people in the universe like you would like i, I want to be wolf guy like it just seems so weird
0: i think it's just he wants to be on ecstatics mm-hmm. you know so he's choosing the one member of ecstatics to like you know absorb his powers, but I would take, there's probably a lot of other people who don't want to be mutants. I'd rather steal yeah, rather than turn to a werewolf. Never thought werewolves were cool. Never um, it. the, uh, you know, so he's got the power in him now and he can't, uh, he's trying to get angry. His girlfriend's helping him. Um, here, you know, like, let's get you all hairy and angry. Uh, and they're basically just kind of like spitball on the problem. You know, she's trying to tease him. She's like, what if I poke you in the eye? What if I spit in your face? You know, uh, she's like pointing out his bald spot, you know, and being uh, really, you know, really mean about it. And it got him angry, but he doesn't actually do it. Yeah. He doesn't turn into a wolf man.
1: Polly is like the secret MVP. Like the girlfriend Polly is the secret MVP of this issue to me. Like she's.
0: Yeah, she's, she's pretty great.
1: She's so good. About, like she just, she's kind of like, she's just with him, I think, on this journey. Like it, she doesn't say, like, why are you doing this or anything. She's just like, yeah, sure. Like what what do you need to do it? <laughs> Stand by your
0: wolf man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Wolf stand by your wolf, man. There you go. Uh, you know, so, you know, he goes to the traffic to try to get angry. Uh, he lets her order expensive things from a restaurant. Um, none of it's working. And then he eventually says, or uh, she admits that she had a thing with this guy named Marco, this photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, she had previously lied to him about it. Uh, and this makes him mad, but doesn't make him mad enough to turn to a werewolf. Um, and we, we cut over to, uh, miles, um having uh being in a coffee shop, having uh coffee with and just eating like six bagels.
1: Yeah. You notice know that? hmm
0: they, they just got a plate full of six bagels they're eating. No cream cheese, it's how nothing. The, it's just, how the, let's just eat six bagels.
1: How the rich live, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can have as many bagels as you want once you have money. It's I look forward to it someday, just being able to have be bagel rich.
1: Oh yeah. Just have bagels around me at all times. Like this is, I don't know, uh, like that Jerry Seinfeld show um, where he drives around in fancy cars with comedians. I don't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. um, but it, it like this is just, this is what every episode was about. Like they would get a cup of coffee and they would just have like 12 bagels on the on the thing. I was
0: like, who's paying for yeah, all yeah. these
1: bagels? And it's
0: the car actually had bagels for wheels. It was that fancy. It was a super every uh. single car. <laughs> um, the uh, he's talking to his mom uh, here. And his mom says like, yeah, you know, your father's having his 60th birthday, 60th birthday party. He'd really like you to be there. Um, We're really happy that you took the cure. And then she lets on. She's like, I was wondering if it cure got rid of that other thing. Um, Thinking that him getting rid of his mutant power would also get rid of his homosexuality. Um, And he fires back. He's like, no, yes. Yes, mother. It's gotten, she's sarcastic. Got rid of my gayness. Next time having my skeleton removed. And his mom's just like, your skeleton? Like, she doesn't understand sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, here.
1: And he decides to go pick out um, a present for his dad. Um, and his dad is rich. Like, they, he comes from money, but he's not, like, ecstatic's, excuse me, ecstatic's famous rich. Um, so, uh, he's yeah. trying to fi- pick picture, out pictures, trying to get something that is, would be hugely impressive to him. And he, um, and he picks this, like, super nice, like, fancy pin or whatever. Yeah. Um, gold pen. Yeah. And then um, after that, after this, like, really weird bagel field (laughs) breakfast and shopping (laughs) experience, then he has to go clean out his room at the Ecstatics Tower, uh, which is very funny.
0: Yeah. Sad stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, We go to Finley, and uh, he's in his basement science lab being strapped down. And he's saying, like, listen, I I can't just be made mad. I have to be made mad by the same things that made Miles mad. Um, You know, in his psychology, you know, I had him say the reasons why he was so upset. I need to basically like clockwork orange myself mm-hmm. into this to uh to get all of the same things. She still thinks it's about Marco, uh, but he does not does not care about that. Um, and she pulls the lever, uh, and it's replaying all of his emotional energy about his dad. And it turns him into a wolfman, but like a scarier, nastier wolfman mm-hmm. who kind of thinks that he's a vivisector. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a it's it's kind of weird. Like he's saying, I, his "Son, I was I was not worthy. I was subhuman." Like his identity is getting, you know, mixed up mm-hmm. with Miles.
1: And it's um, I, I I like this a lot. Like the idea of mm-hmm. like trying to transpose a mutant power to someone. Um, and then like inheriting a bunch of bullshit with it is really interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. Im- imagine being like, I just want to shoot I-beams and then like waking up and going like, Ooh, I have a lot of weird issues with, with, Gene Grey. <laughs> <laughs> redheads, redheads. <laughs>
0: um, the, uh, yeah, the, the, that's something that the x keeps doing where like the mutant power is tied up to identity, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, where, you know, Edie couldn't teleport until she figured out her stuff with her kid. Um, fat couldn't fat up until he figured out his stuff, with his homosexuality and vivisector, you know, is using this rage for his father and he's now had that removed from him. Not really his mutant power. Like it's a little bit of both as we'll find out. Um, so obviously this is, uh, he's, you know, super scary now. He's a scary wolf man and he's going to go fuck up some Marco.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, I love this kind of splash drawing of, of him coming up the stairs, like as super wolfed out yeah. wolf man. Like this is really, really good. Um, and then, yeah, he goes, uh, to grab Marco, um, and who was, you know, taking pictures of half naked women and just cuts the dude's throat. <laughs> like no, no mess, yeah. no mess, no fuss, no fuss, just slash slash. And, and that dude dead.
0: I, I love a uh, third person Marco who or what is disturbing Marco. <laughs> uh, and then Marco is dead. Um, Xtalic is is watching this and they're like, oh shit, it's Vivisector. Yeah. You know? Uh and they're like, maybe, you know, maybe that's not him. I've never seen him look that nasty uh before. And they're like, maybe the cure just made him worse. You know, maybe I could do that. And like, you know, Tyke says I could do that and be sweatier. And Dead Girl says I could be deader. Um, and uh Venus says and Guy would end up more sensitive, and Dupe does one of his jokes that I don't know the translation of, uh, and everybody busts into laughter. Uh, including a, a sincere oh no you didn't <laughs> uh, which i like a lot
1: absolutely um,
0: um this is their problem though they can't just let a former member go on a rampage
1: absolutely not um meanwhile miles he was not slashing fashion photographers throats is uh has arrived at his childhood home for the birthday party um and he makes a joke about xanax which his mom interprets as a character <laughs> like another one of his teammates <laughs> one of your mutant buddies xanax yeah. which i think is very funny um and he's trying to My like and he's trying to like mingle and like kind of you know fit into this place like right like this is going to be his life now so he's trying to figure it out and it's just not working like he's he yeah. he kind of regresses to being the scared child that he was before he became a mutant
0: uh, and he's kind of pulled he's just despairing uh, this, the scene of him just sitting in a hallway while parties going on is very relatable
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, to me. Um, and he gets kind of called out by one of his father's students um, who is, uh, you know, a big fan of his work, not for his work on ecstatics, but his intellectual work, you know, his, uh, his, his work on Emily Dickinson and on poetry and literature, um, you know, so he meets this guy who kind of hits on him. Um, and it's like this really nice little, like, moment for him, but at that exact moment, his father's ready to see him. Yeah. Um, we cut over to, uh, just a one page thing of Finley kind of rampaging heading to New Hampshire, uh, being called, called home. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's kind of musing about, uh, this firestorm of hatred, what he has to do with his anger towards his father. So he's kind of being genetically called, yeah, back to the 60th birthday party.
1: And his um his internal monologue is all like, "What is a vivisector? What does that mean? It means to cut something open while still alive, to tear out the pulse and entrails." Like he is only focused on the monstrosity of, of side of this whole thing of the rage and the pain. Um, yeah. I, I, again, just really love the art of him like clotheslining dudes through like the police barricade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's
0: like Jack Kirby Hulk stuff. It's it's real good. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, I like the uh, Drogato. Yeah. Um, we've seen him before he did the backup strip, I think with corkscrew. Ah, cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm a fan of this artist. Um, we cut back to miles. He's checking with his father, whether he likes his birthday present and his father is an absolute piece of shit. Uh, you know, just like, oh, you know, this is ostentatious and obscene, like a cheap, you know, pen would work right just as well. But what should I expect from somebody who prostitutes themselves on television? You know, just the absolute monster dad. I
1: think all you need to know about this dad is that um, he's having, like, his wife threw a 60-year 60 60 year birthday party for him. There's a whole crowd of people downstairs, and he's just chilling in his office alone, calling up people one by one. like <laughs> <laughs> to, to critique their gifts. <laughs> like, thank you. Like, are you the godfather right now? Like, what the fuck is wrong yeah, with Jesus you? Jesus Christ. It's yeah. so fucking
0: weird. This is what happens when you have a famous professor. Yeah. You know, professors command so much respect. Um, teachers in this country, that, God, they get such big heads. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, um, <laughs> you get one drop of tin here and you gotta let her go straight to the cranium.
0: <laughs> yeah give them an inch, they think they're a ruler. Um so he's he's doing this and uh, Miles backs off from saying what he thinks, and that exact moment uh Finley comes in, busts in and starts beating the crap out of his dad, telling him what Miles thinks. Yeah. You know, basically the external, you know, presentation of his rage mm-hmm. in a in a therapy kind of sense.
1: And ecstatic shows up at roughly the same time um, because they just kind of they were following the just path of destruction, but also like pr- probably you know knew where they, this was all going to end up. Um, <clears throat> and meanwhile, Finley has like the dad by the throat, just slammed against the wall, and like going through this whole like you made me feel worthless, all the stuff that we've heard Vivisector say, but not out, like to his father. Um, guy is is very hilarious right here because he's just like hold up. Let's just see where this goes. I want to see how this
0: plays out. (laughs) I gotta. I want to see how this plays out. Is such a funny motivation because it happens in fiction. And in real life, I never want to see how something plays out. Like I'm just like I gotta stop this thing before somebody gets hurt. All the time, it's like a video game logic thing. Yeah. You know, Like, the guy has a save state (laughs) that he can go back to if this gets (laughs) fucked up.
1: Nobody in the real world wants to see consequences. It's not. They don't exist.
0: No. Fucking hate a consequence, dude. Love to reap, hate to sow. Um, Love to sow, hate to reap. Yeah. The, uh, so basically, you know, I'm saying this, like, you know, you made me feel unworthy. It's actually very similar to the uh, the Long Night Wolverine podcast we covered um, in terms of that kid who turned into a beast and yelled at his father, played by Bob Balaban, about all this shit. Uh, he's about to kill his dad, and uh, Miles stops him. Yeah, He's like, you know, he may be all those things, but he's my father. He gets the pen uh, as a gift and stabs it into his eye with a splut uh, the, the noise eye. yep splut um and the dad is very shaken you know he's like the things that creature had to say what is it and he's like yeah it was all true i didn't have you know i didn't have the bravery to say that uh he said but i couldn't you know happy birthday father here's your your murder pen you know mm-hmm. and uh he's about to leave he just says uh you know guy says like hey it's let's let's go home venus and miles is like see you later fellas about to just you know sink into misery and they say like what are you talking about you're coming with us like you're a mutant and he had furred up a little bit
1: yeah during that because you can't still mutant powers apparently um yep
0: you can borrow them
1: back at hq they say hey you gotta you gotta prove it you gotta you gotta go after it you gotta fur up for us and,
0: um, there's a great, uh, a little joke before that where he's like, I'm formally readmitted. Do you want me to put that in writing? And anarchist says, God help us. No, yeah, please don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Um, you know, and they just say, yeah, you have to fur up and now he furs up and he's like furrier and stronger mm-hmm. uh, than he was before.
1: He's leveled up.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's the prestige class. And the idea here is instead of thinking about things that make him anger, angry, he thinks about good stuff. Um you know he only thinks about poems he likes, he thinks about that guy who hit on him. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and it's just gonna make him more powerful not embracing this anger.
1: Yeah. So he's letting go of all of this of all of his daddy issues, essentially. Um I wish that some of my personal struggles and problems could be, you know, personified by an evil scientist and then just working itself out for me. You could
0: stab him the yeah
1: alley. And then I could stab the yeah. dude in the eye and then like just go back to my team of millionaires. Like I know this it's is awesome. a real specific thing, but I think it would work for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: The uh, have you ever seen have you seen that gif that was going around Twitter of uh, forcefield wife and problem clown? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it's like a little gif about like marriage, and it shows a guy on a cliff. He's walking, and there's a silhouette of a clown that's just throwing hatchets into his back. And they keep hitting him in the back, and then a wife comes out labeled wife and puts a force field around him and then zaps the problem clown. <laughs> and okay. the clown is just labeled problems. Uh, and it's just like the, the tweet was just like, I love it when force field wife saves me from problem. clown. <laughs> um, I can get down with problem I, I clown. About,
1: that. That makes, that makes a lot of sense I, to me.
0: I think a lot about force field wife and problem clown. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel like I've been somebody's force field wife before. Like, when I just, when all of a sudden I realized, Ser- like, I've certainly
0: been somebody's problem clown. <laughs> yeah. I've been all of them, you know?
1: I've been on both sides <laughs> of this, Doctor. Yeah. I am problem clown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: doctor, I am the great problem clown, Gary Butterfield.
1: Um, They uh, go. We're, we're at the end of this, they go back to, um, like a red carpet affair, um, where miles is like, he's dressed up a little better. Um, it's a, kind of a real small detail that I noticed, like his tux before mm-hmm. was very, um, guys first prom kind of tux with the frilly yes. little, like inset, and now he like actually looks like he had something tailored or made for him. Um, it looks very sophisticated. And as he's walking down the red carpet, uh, the, his ex Brandon comes out and is like, tries to get back with him. Um, and of course, you know, miles ditches him because he doesn't need that dude anymore. Um, and it ends with him saying you know hey you should calm down there's no reason you should get angry at me anger is such a negative emotion um and
0: yeah yeah that's it so yeah. the, the swerve being this isn't necessarily about him uh dealing with his uh mutant powers and stuff so much as dealing with his anger mm-hmm. you know and, and a, a um, nice, little, nice little swerve nice little story lit for viv
1: yeah Good story. I like uh, I like where yeah. this went. Uh, I like the, the path that it took. When I saw uh, when I was opening the issues up, and I saw the cure. I was like, oh, they they did one of these. Um, like I, I know exactly where mm. all of this is going, and I was pleasantly surprised that that was not the case.
0: I was expecting it to be a swerve, and be about his homosexuality, because mm-hmm. I, I figured you know Peter Milligan wouldn't do a straight putt on it exactly. Uh, so I that's why I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, if he's just a mutant, but he's going through and he's like trying to, you know, that's a weird thing for them to make the metaphor that direct, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I'm kind of glad they didn't do that because, you know, I don't know that he wouldn't have stepped on a bunch of landmines. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I like the story quite a bit and it, it was better on reread than it was on the uh, the first read for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that we're entering into next issue. We're talking about the final full arc of ecstatics. Then there's one wrap up issue. And then that's it. We're gonna figure out what we're doing after that.
1: We should talk about um, that.
0: <laughs> we should talk about that. We
1: should have a conversation about that sometime
0: <laughs> between this episode and the next one. We should. Okay. Um, the uh, we should also uh, if you have things to say about ecstatics, we'll definitely do a feedback episode.
1: Yeah, I'm really so curious. Now is the
0: time to get that stuff in.
1: I'm really curious about people's opinions. Um, if like this was especially if this was your first time, like me, like going through this, like I had really had no direct experience with the series before, and I've been I've been like. I was not worried because Gary makes usually, Gary usually has good taste, but, um, you know, it's always something weird. Like, Oh, like this, nobody's ever talked about this with me before. Is it bad? <laughs> um, yeah, but it, well, it, and
0: every once in a while, stuff like that, like that you think was like a hidden gem when you go back to it, it's actually kind of crummy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been rereading a lot of comics lately because it's been my like before bed ritual. And, uh, there's stuff I've gone back to that like, I thought was like an A plus and is like a B. Mm-hmm you know, in hindsight. Um, but I still think ecstatics on the balance is an a plus, uh, with the unfortunate princess Diana arc, which doesn't really work. So, yeah,
1: this has been good. And the next episode is ecstatics versus the Avengers. So, uh, stay tuned, everybody. We get, we get mainstream Marvel in this series.
0: Yeah. So fucking fun. Uh, if you like this show, go to patreon.com slash tech leave us a rating review. And most importantly, tell your friends, uh, we really appreciate everyone who does that and everyone who's uh stuck with us through this change and will stick through us through the next change. Yeah. When we pivot to being about
1: bagels. Bagel talk. It's going to be yep. bagels with buds. Everything to everything. Getting, uh, It's buds and in, in, mm-hmm. in buckets. <laughs> getting, yep. getting bagels. Buds and
0: buckets of bagels. <laughs> um, yo, Jeremy, I know I ask you this every episode, but what's your favorite bagel? <laughs> what's your favorite bagel? What's uh, your favorite bagel? That's our old catchphrase. What's your favorite bagel?
1: <laughs> I don't have a favorite bagel. It's not real food. It's just bland. You don't have a favorite bagel? Uh, I don't give a fuck about bagels, my man. Come on.
0: What the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's such a bombshell for this
1: podcast. I, that, what? I mean, I just... It's just <laughs> we should have just this before we start the big mean, do you have a favorite toast like it's the most boring it's just it's just it's just food man like it's not ah, man like
0: of course i have a favorite
1: bagel I, I mean, like it's just bread, dog. Like, what do you? I mean,
0: no, but you put stuff on the bread, dude. That's like saying you don't have a favorite sandwich because it's just bread.
1: I, no, it's not, no. It number one, no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it is not. Bagels are just fucking boring. They're so boring that they had to invent a bagel that was called the Everything Bagel to entice people to eat more bagels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like that is one of those. Uh, I love Everything Bagels because it's so grandiose, like Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, like the, the Beyond part of that way, carrying like, a lot wait everything <laughs> <laughs> like, this bagel contains your wildest dream, and much and
1: much like this that section at bad bath and beyond the bagel it do, does not live up for the to the hype <laughs> like it's just all like the correct as,
0: answer is salt
1: i mean oh, sure salt is good <laughs> i don't what are you doing
0: salt bagel fucking owns dude get a good salt bagel what this tells me is that you have not had good bagels
1: i mean I, in, in fairness I, I grew up in a place that like did not that, like still to this day i don't know where i would go to get a bagel in louisiana like I, I have no clue i'm sure somebody somewhere sells it but like i could just go get a beignet or like a kolache yeah a kolache will beat out oh, yeah. a bagel every single day of the week and twice on sunday so
0: ah, man I, next time you come to Portland. We're going on a beehive.
1: Oh no! <laughs> I haven't done one of those since my bachelor party, and that ended up terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure there's good bagels out there, but I don't. I don't even like to make top ten list out of like things that I like. So like, you're never gonna be like, oh wow, you're right. Like my favorite bagel now is. Th- th- zombie bagel from Portland like it's just not gonna happen
0: I'm not trying trying to get you to make it your favorite I just want you to have one good bagel
1: zombie cannabis bagel fucking Portland
0: uh, yeah they're a little bit different they're free range they're full of CBD Uh,
1: why don't you take the effort you're making in this bagel thing and just bring me a glass of water waiter instead of making me go get my own water (laughs) fucking weird (laughs) bye everybody
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. bye